Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about why we can trust the Old Testament book of Daniel because it points to God's ultimate authority over all things. In the injustice of the world, God is going to set all things right. In all the challenges of the world, God is going to set all things right. In the crisis of the clothes, when it looks like evil is triumphing over righteousness, God is going to set all things right. That's incredibly good news, isn't it? And it's true in your life as well. You know, in our world today, it seems that the only commonly accepted role for prophecy is the forecasting trends in business or economics, politics, or the weather. But in reality, spiritual prophecy is essential to mankind's awareness of God. And it's always more than predicting future events. So what makes the lessons in the book of Daniel important to us today? We'll get to that in a moment as we launch a series of messages on the theme, Unveiling the Secrets of Daniel, on today's Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher is Pastor Mark Finley. The Old Testament book of Daniel, an account of the activities and visions of the prophet Daniel, a noble Jew exiled in Babylon, was written in the second century before Christ, and it contains more fulfilled prophecies than any other book in the Bible. With that as background, today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark begins a three-part message called Prophetic Symbols Revealed explaining why Daniel's prophecies are so important to Christians today. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. The book of Daniel is one of the most outstanding books in all of the Bible. Uh, We call this series Ancient Discoveries or Unsealing Daniel's Mysteries. You may not be aware of it, but Christopher Columbus was a student of the book of Daniel. And one of the things that prompted Christopher Columbus to look for the new world is that as he read Daniel's prophecies, he believed that this world would come to an end. And he thought, if this world is going to come to an end based on Daniel's prophecies, he said, everybody needs to know about it. And there are civilizations or population groups that don't know. So one of the things that stimulated, one of the things that prompted the discovery of America was a study by Christopher Columbus on Daniel's prophecies. You may be aware of the fact that Yale University's first president was Timothy Dwight. And Timothy Dwight was just a a very great biblical scholar. Most of the Ivy League schools in the United States, if you look at Harvard, Dartmouth, uh, you take a look at uh, Yale, they all began as religious institutions. They've certainly changed dramatically in the last 150 years. In the late 1700s, the French Revolution took place. And when it took place, you had people like Rousseau, you had people like Locke, who were talking about the fact that the Bible has no significance, the Bible has no meaning, it's a book of myths and fables. That lie was bought by many of the senior class at Yale University. So the senior class at Yale was using its influence on the younger students to lead toward a more humanistic philosophy, a philosophy that takes God out of the picture totally, a philosophy of secularism. Timothy Dwight was the president of Yale University. And so Timothy Dwight challenged the senior class at Yale for an open debate in the large lecture hall. So these seniors were, you know, chomping at the bits to get after their old president of Yale. 
And so Timothy Dwight walks into the lecture. And he's a brilliant scholar with all these history books. He puts them on the platform, takes his Bible, puts it next to these books. And the students are wondering, what's the old man going to do, you know? And so they got up and gave all their reasons why they thought the Bible was a myth. Timothy Dwight simply got up and he began to read the prophecies in the book of Daniel. Then he began to read history, Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire. And pretty soon, the students in that lecture hall were giving Timothy Dwight a standing ovation. Because they saw from the prophecies of Daniel the historicity of Scripture. They saw that the Bible can be trusted and it is indeed reliable. Now, when we look at the book of Daniel, it's divided into two parts. How many parts, everybody? Two parts. Okay, I've got to put on my teaching mode and not a preaching mode here. Two parts. Now, the book of Daniel has 12 chapters. The first six chapters are largely stories, with the exception of chapter 2, which is a prophecy. The last six chapters are prophecies. The stories tell us how, the prophecies tell us when. Now, the prophecies of Daniel do not tell us when our Lord is going to return. Anytime you hear somebody telling you those dates, you know they're fanciful interpretations of the Bible. So the Bible doesn't tell us that at all. But it does give us broad strokes. It gives us the rise and fall of nations throughout history. And we will look at those. And it's not guesswork. You can actually read the names of the nations. In fact, the Bible named 150 years before he was born Cyrus by name as the ruler that would attack Babylon, overthrow it, and let the Jews go free. It's an incredibly amazing prophecy that I'll look with you at next week. But so the stories tell us how. The stories tell us how to get through crisis. The stories tell us how to thrive in tough times. The stories tell us that when everything around you is collapsing, how to hang on. So the stories of the book of Daniel are not simply pre-primers. They're not simply stories, good bedtime stories, not at all. They're stories that build faith, stories that build courage, stories that build hope. So when you look, for example, at Daniel chapter 1, we see that story as a reflection of an end time crisis, and we discover the character qualities to get through that crisis. We look at the prayer life of Daniel, the courage of Daniel. We look at Daniel in the lion's den. So, Daniel, what does Daniel say? First six chapters are stories, but the stories tell us about faith, the stories tell us about courage. Last six chapters are prophecies. They tell us about the rise and fall of nations, they tell us about end time events. Now, what is the purpose of prophecy in the Bible? Twofold. Number one, to prepare for the future. Uh, Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely, certainly, the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So the great events in history, God outlines in advance so his people will be prepared. But there's another reason for prophecy. And if you have a Bible... I want you to look at a Bible text. It's found in John chapter 14, verse 29. Jesus himself gives us the reason for Bible prophecy. And Jesus talks about prophecy. And Jesus says this in John 14, verse 29. Now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. So Jesus says the purpose of Bible prophecy is that 
when you look back at prophecy and you see that this prediction has come to pass, you can do what? What does it do? You can believe. So an understanding of prophecy builds your faith. You look back on it, you say, the Bible's not a book of myths and fables. I know when I was 17 years old, I was looking for meaning and purpose in my life, looking for something that I could hold on to, something that would be solid. And I began to look at the... I was always interested in history. And so I began to look at the historicity of the Bible. And it really changed my life. Once I began to understand that you can have confidence in the Word of God. So why do we study prophecy? First, that prophetic word helps us to prepare our own lives for the future. Helps us to develop a character that stands through the crisis that this world's going to face. Most thinkers in our world recognize that this world's on the verge of a stupendous crisis. So when you look around the world tonight, you ask me, are you optimistic or pessimistic? I'm very optimistic because I look at it through the eyes of the Bible, because I know what the end chapter is all about. I know that the kingdom of God is going to triumph and Christ's plan is going to triumph. But if I didn't look at the world through the lens of the Bible, this world is in very, very serious trouble. So why is it that we study prophecy first to prepare for the future, second, to build confidence in the Bible? Pastor Mark Finley on how biblical prophecy prepares people for the future and how we can trust that the Bible is true by looking back at prophecy and seeing that it has come to pass. You're listening to Hope Lives 365 with Mark Findlay. If you could choose a single word to describe the mindset of this generation, what would that be? Well, it might be the word uncertainty. People seem more unsure about the future than ever before. Mark Finley has written a small booklet about this. It's uh, about those gloomy feelings and a way to renew our hope. It's 64 pages long. It's called Certainty in an Uncertain World. And Mark acknowledges that while clouds of uncertainty and worry can certainly hang over our heads, the promises of God in his word reveal hope to us for today, tomorrow, and forever. They speak hope to our troubled minds and peace to our anxious spirits. Ask for your copy of Certainty in an Uncertain World. It's yours in return for your contribution of any size to this ministry this week. Call us to order it at 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-4673. Or you can make your donation at the website, hopelives365.com, and ask for the book, Certainty in an Uncertain World. Coming up... Pastor Mark shares why we should study the prophet Daniel, including the fact that Jesus himself referred to Daniel and his prophecies about the destruction of the temple. Jesus says, Daniel is a prophet. Understand what Daniel says. If you want to get through the crisis of the close of this earth's history, understand the book of Daniel. So if Jesus says to read and understand Daniel, it must be important, right? Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a moment, I'll have some details to share with you about a special resource that we'd like to place in your home. It's the King James Version World Heritage Reference Bible. Stay with us for more about that. But right now, Mark is returning to remind us of God's promise to Daniel, one that he also offers to us in chapter 12, verse 1, that in the coming time of trouble such as has never been seen before. Thy people shall be delivered, every one 
that shall be found written in the book of life. This promise made Daniel bold, and it should also greatly encourage us, too. Now, why study the book of Daniel? Why do we choose that? Why don't we study another book? Matthew chapter 24 is a chapter that Jesus gives on end-time events. And in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus talks about the final events of this earth's history. And uh, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. Look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. So Jesus is sitting on the Mount of Olives. As he's sitting there, he looks out over the Jewish temple. The temple had been destroyed in the days of Solomon, but it was rebuilt by Zerubbabel and enlarged by Herod. So Jesus looks down at the Jewish temple. And he says to his disciples, Matthew 24, verse 2. And Jesus said to them, don't you see all the things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone will be left upon another. So Jesus speaks about the destruction of the Jewish temple. The disciples don't recognize that he's talking about A.D. 70, when Titus will come down and destroy the temple. So the disciples think he must be talking about the end of the world, because any event that would be as cataclysmic as the destruction of the temple must be the end of the world. So Jesus begins to say, he talks about verse 6, if you have your Bible, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled, the end is not yet. Verse 7, he talks about nation rise against nation. He talks about famines, natural disasters like earthquakes. He talks about rising crime and violence, false religion. He talks about the gospel going to the ends of the earth. Then Jesus makes this amazing statement in verse 15. So the question is, why study the book of Daniel? Jesus makes this amazing statement, Matthew 24, verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. So in the context of Matthew chapter 24, in the context of end events, in the context of the last days of human history, Jesus says, Daniel is a prophet. Understand what Daniel says. If you want to get through the crisis of the close of this earth's history, understand the book of Daniel. So if Jesus says to read and understand Daniel, it must be important, right? If Jesus says to you and to me, look, understand the book of Daniel, it'll provide character quality clues to you to understand this book. You'll have more courage. You'll have more faith. You'll know how to thrive in the tough times ahead. Your prayer life will be deeper. You will feel a deeper faith. You'll feel closer to God. You'll have a more vibrant experience with God. You'll have a deeper Bible study experience. And you will face the future not afraid, but you'll face the future with a heart filled with hope. Now, have you ever begun to read a book by looking at the last chapter first? If I look at the last chapter and I don't like the conclusion, why am I going to spend all my time reading that book, right? Now, we're going to start with the last chapter of the book of Daniel. Just a few verses, then we're going to go to chapter 1. So we start with the last chapter. Daniel 12, verse 4. Daniel is given instruction, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. I've heard this text interpreted in a variety of ways. Some people have said, you know, 95% of all the scientists that live in the world live in the world today, so knowledge is increasing in the world. We must be in the time of the end. That might be an application of the prophecy, but it's really not as clear in the text itself. 
You see, God says to Daniel, you shut up the words of this prophecy. And you seal this book until the time of the end. Then many are going to run to and fro. You know, the Old Testament is written, Daniel's written in two languages, Aramaic and Hebrew. But the Hebrew says many are going to leap back and forth. And knowledge, that is knowledge about the prophecies of Daniel, are going to increase. So this is a fulfillment of what Jesus said. Jesus said... At the end of time, or last days of verse history, if you want to be filled with faith, hope, and courage, when everything seems to be falling apart around you, when the ground beneath your feet is shaking, when you're nervous about that, if you want to be filled with hope, you want to be filled with courage, look at the book of Daniel, Jesus says. Now you come to the book of Daniel, and it says, Daniel, shut up the words. So the angel Gabriel, who gave the prophecy to Daniel, says, shut up the words. Seal the book till the time of the end. Then, then many will rediscover Daniel. They'll leaf to and fro. They'll, they'll read the pages. They'll, they'll go through the pages of Daniel. And the knowledge of Daniel's prophecies are going to increase. That's the whole intent here. That run to and fro in Hebrew is leaf back and forth through the, through the pages. You don't see it as clearly in English. Now, if you continue to go through Daniel 12, you look at Daniel 12, verse 6. One said to the man clothed in linen, who is above the waters of the river. This is the angel that spoke to Daniel. How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? So the question is asked, when are these prophecies of Daniel going to be fulfilled? Daniel 12, verse 8. Although I heard, Daniel said, I did not understand. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? In other words, this prophecy is going to speak to us down to the last days of human history. Look, Daniel 12, verse 9. He said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. You find that throughout Daniel chapter 12. Daniel 12, verse 13. It's this glorious refrain, these two words, the end, the end. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. So what is Daniel chapter 12 trying to tell us? What's Daniel chapter 12 trying to say? Basically, it's saying this, that the prophecies of the book of Daniel will find meaning and purpose at a period of time when this earth is in a major crisis and that we can find hope and courage through that crisis as we go through the book of Daniel. We can find strength for that crisis as we go through the book of Daniel. Now let me hasten to add and look at three things about every chapter of Daniel. Number one, what does this chapter say about the character of God? Every chapter. What does chapter 1 say about the character of God? What does chapter 2 say about the character of God? What does chapter 3 say about the character of God? Then we're going to look at, secondly, what does this chapter say about my life today? What does this chapter say about my life today? Let me raise some questions. How can a woman who's been diagnosed with breast cancer and she's been in chemotherapy for four months, how can she be helped as we study Daniel? How can a person going through the trauma of divorce go through a class, Daniel chapter 7, and really come away with strength and help? How can somebody that's struggling with their kids, strung out in drugs, go through the chapter of Daniel 3 and be helped? How can somebody be out of work and be helped? How can somebody looking for purpose, meaning, and direction in their life be helped as we study Daniel? So every chapter, I'm going to look at three things. What does this chapter say about the character of God? What does this chapter say about my life today? And what does this chapter say about the overall picture, the large picture of the crisis at the close of this earth's history? I'll give you the history and the background, but every chapter we're going to look at spiritual lessons. So Daniel is a book for the end time. It's a book that helps us to know what God is like. It's a book that helps us to know how to get through personal crisis, and it's a book that helps us to get through end time crisis. Now the name of the book that we're studying is the book of what, everybody? Daniel. 
Now I want you to look here at the name of Daniel. If you take the name of Daniel, if you see a Bible name and it has E-L at the end, that comes from Elohim, the name of God. So like Michael, E-L, the name of God at the end. So always Dan was the tribe of Judges, L is God. So if you look at Daniel, it literally means, his name means the God of judgment and justice. In other words, the God who sets all things right. In the Hebrew culture, a judge was not somebody that was against you. He was somebody that was for you. A judge was one that stood for you. So the book of Daniel is about the final judgment. It's about the God that will set all things right. In the rise and fall of the destiny of nations, God is going to set all things right. In the injustice of the world, God is going to set all things right. In the oppression of the world, God is going to set all things right. In all the challenges of the world, God is going to set all things right. In the crisis of the clothes, when it looks like evil is triumphing over righteousness, God is going to set all things right. That's incredibly good news, isn't it? So when I look at the name of the book, and it's true in your life as well, it may be at times that you feel oppressed. It may be at times that the forces of hell seem to be oppressing you. It may be at times you're afflicted with sickness. There may be difficulty in your home, in your marriage. But the book of Daniel speaks to you tonight. It speaks of a God that's greater than any difficulty you ever face. It speaks of a God that's greater than any problem you'll ever, ever go through. It speaks of a God that will set all things right. He's the God of justice and judgment. Pastor Mark Finley on the confidence that comes with believing that God will set all things right, which means the end of your story is filled with promise. You're listening to Hope Lives 365 with Mark Finley. Mark is back in a moment, but first, uh, I mentioned earlier a special resource that we'd like to share uh, as a way of saying thank you for your significant contribution to the ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to the Red Letter Edition King James World Heritage Reference Bible. With beautiful black bonded leather cover, the volume includes study helps from Pastor Mark, 106 pages of them, uh, center column references, color maps, 123-page Bible concordance, self-pronouncing helps, uh, messianic prophecies, and at the front, a presentation page so you can write down your family history. This would make a great gift uh, or something to keep in your own library at home or at the office. It's yours in return for a generous contribution of $50 or more. You can request your copy of the KJV World Heritage Reference Bible. Get in touch today online at Hope Lives 365 or make your donation and request the Bible when you call 855-888-HOPE. That's toll free, 855-888-HOPE. And remember, you can listen to this entire presentation that you're hearing today with Pastor Mark by going to the website hopelives365.com. Search for the title, Prophetic Symbols Revealed in the Radio Archives. God is still in control and truth will one day triumph, as we'll see. He is going to set all things right. In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365. And a final word from Pastor Mark sharing a poem about our God who watches over his own in preparation for his day of triumph. 
Here again is Pastor Mark Findlay. Look at James Russell Lowell's poem. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, but beyond the dim unknown stands God keeping watch above his own. Don't you like that? Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and beyond the dim unknown stands God keeping watch above our own. But yet God is still in control, and truth will one day triumph, as we'll see. He is going to set all things right. Pastor Mark Fenley closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with a promise from God that he rules over all things. Now join us next time as Pastor Mark is returning to bring you the second installment of the message, Prophetic Symbols Revealed. Don't miss it on the next Hope Lives 365.